Welcome to Home with the Huckles, the podcast. I'm Brooke Huckel. And I'm Ryan Huckel. We've built a top producing mortgage team. And top producing real estate teams. While raising a family of five awesome kiddos. And creating a balanced and adventurous life. And an amazing marriage. Each week we'll be sharing tangible advice, tips, and tricks. And all the things about the home life. Welcome back to Home with the Huckles. What's up? <laughs> we hope everyone is having a great beginning of the year. It is January 2021, and we are all trying to figure out our new normal with <laughs> the the land of COVID. Normal is normal, I guess. I we guess. just roll with it, right? Right. That's the key to it all. Mm-hmm. Just roll with it. Just roll with it. So, <laughs> should we roll into our topic this week of um, should should I wait for lower interest rates or should I make a move now? Should I mm. refi now? Should I buy now? Or are the rates going to get lower? Mm, depends. Depends. It's always my answer to everything. <laughs> depends. What do you think? That's my answer for the kids too. It is. Um, you know, interest rates are a funny thing because it's like trying to time the stock market. Like there are mm-hmm. no guarantees of anything. And I would say especially right now, I mean, things are always volatile, right, to some degree. Always, yeah. But we have the whole COVID thing going on. Mm-hmm. We got a new administration coming in. You know, there's a lot of questions, I think, about mm-hmm. the economy. Yeah. You know, it's good. There's not major problems right now, but is it going to stay that way? Um you know, things can change fast. Yep. So I think sometimes trying to time interest rates um, can be pretty risky. It is very for sure. risky. Yeah. And, you know, we talked recently about what the market looks like and mm-hmm. how, how uh, prices are really appreciating because inventory levels are so low, right? Mm-hmm. So how does that play into or relate to interest rates, in Ooh. your opinion? I have my answers. What do you think? I don't know that I have an answer for this one. Okay. Well, the thing I always try to discuss with, with clients when, we, when, when they ask things like that, should we wait? Like, mm-hmm. is the market going to get better or are the interest rates going to get better? One, those things are completely unpredictable. But in a market like now where property values are appreciating so quickly, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to wait another year in hopes of saving another half a point on your mortgage rate, oh, yeah. how much are you going to lose in terms of property pricing Mm, you know let's say that you're looking today for a two hundred thousand dollar house that same two hundred thousand dollar house by next year Mm -hmm. with the way the market's going now it's probably going to be 210 215 220 who knows right right? so is saving half a point on your mortgage really going to help you if you're paying 20 grand more for the house Mm, very good point you know so there's a lot of different things to consider and i think you know, it's human nature, um, but people tend to get way too focused on the interest rate. Oh, they definitely do. And they don't realize an eighth of a point or a quarter of a point, how little that actually is impacting their monthly payment. Right. And, and I get it. You get kind of caught up on, well, what, what am I paying in interest over the, the life of the loan, the whole, you know, 15 or 30 sure. year term. But how many people actually stay in a mortgage <laughs> for 15 or 30 years? Like it is... Very few. So incredibly unheard of anymore. Yeah. Most people are staying in a mortgage for maybe three to five, seven years. Yeah. Um, I would say on the high end, seven years. Mm-hmm. And we were talking in one of the other episodes about a friend and neighbor of ours that 
I have now put into three different mortgages in the last year and a half, two years. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, it, all things relative, I guess, how long are you really going to stay in the house as to how much that's going to impact you in the long run. But a half a point, it's really not a huge amount right. for most people in the right. amount of time that they're going to actually stay in that mortgage. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think you have to look at, you know, again, it's a big picture thing, but I always look at, um, you know, let's say that your property rates are appreciating, you know, the norm in Oklahoma for the last few decades has been like three to 5% appreciation. Yeah. We're seeing way more than that right now in the current market we're mm-hmm. in, but, but let's just say that it's 5% to, to be fit, you know, on the high side, 5% appreciation to save a half a point yep. in interest. That's not a very smart trade. Right. You know, I mean, if you're just looking at it mathematically, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah. So it's, it's really easy to get caught up. Um, you know, I call it stepping over dollars to pick up dimes, mm-hmm. as you know. Yep. Um, I, it's like my buddy who drives across town to save three cents a gallon mm-hmm. on his gas, you know, like you're going to drive an extra six miles mm-hmm. and then another six miles back <laughs> and spend, right. you know, an extra 30 minutes out of your day to save three cents a gallon right. on a 20 gallon fill up. Mm-hmm. You save 60 cents, yep. you know, sometimes you, it just doesn't make sense. It, right. it, when you initially look at it, if you're just looking at the dollars, you think, Oh, this makes sense. But when mm-hmm. you start kind of, you know, zoom out a little bit, look at the big picture, it may not make sense at all. It right. may be, really not, not a very smart move. So I think interest rates are one of those where people get really, really tied up. Mm-hmm. So, um, trying to time that, right. You know, if, if it's a deal where you think you're going to save a percent or a half or one and a half or 2% somehow, mm-hmm. great. But I mean, we're, we're in, we're in the twos and threes right now. Like you're not saving. Yeah. If you save anything, it's going to be an eighth of a point, a quarter point. Yeah. Half point if you're lucky. Yeah. That'd make much sense to me. No. What are your thoughts? I mean, rates have been low for over a year almost now. I was looking at some stats last night, and in 2020 alone, rates hit record lows 16 times. Wow. And that's continuing into 2021. So that's, you know, that's a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it, honestly, you're going to get a good rate no matter what right now. So trying yeah. to time it just perfectly. I mean, we don't have a crystal ball. We watch market indicators and and we try to stay very current and what's um you know what's pushing and forcing those rates to go up or go down um but there is there's still no predicting it i mean most people can't but i think it's you know now is the time we've said it before and we'll say it again like these rates are not going to stay this low forever well how much lower can they go right that's the other thing i always ask you know like I mean, I've, I've read some predictions that says that we could see down sure. to 1.99 this year. Sure. I don't know if I buy it, but... So let me ask you this then. Because in my mind, this is how... Okay, so would, would the smart move to be... I think the smart move... I'll just say it. I think the smart move would be go ahead and buy the house mm-hmm. before it continues to appreciate because mm-hmm. you're going to pay more for it later. Mm-hmm. Buy the house at whatever rate you can get today. If you yeah. want to refinance, if they go lower refinance right but at least you've locked in the lower sale price yeah you can always refinance i don't know the waiting part i think is what confuses me 
Yeah, different loan programs um, and different lenders are going to have different requirements. I think the rule of thumb usually is about six mortgage payments. They want you to typically make at least six mortgage payments before they'll consider. There are some loan programs I think that you have to wait closer to a year. Yeah. But for the most part, somewhere in that, that time frame, six months to a year, you can usually look at a refi or a second mortgage or a HELOC, something like that. Yeah. See, I would rather, the example we used before, I'd rather buy the $200,000 house and be mm -hmm. the guy that gets the $20,000 in appreciation yep. over the next year than to be the guy that waited and bought it at two twenty to save 10 bucks a month mm -hmm. on my mortgage payment. Yep. I mean, in the long run, who's really making the money? Yeah. You know, and ultimately, you know, we can talk about the financial side all day long. Um, but I think we, sometimes we get too caught up now. If you're, if you're an investor, it's a different story, but if you're, you're a, a, a parent trying to buy a home to raise your kids in. Mm -hmm. It's not so much about the money as it is about having the right house, right? Like mm -hmm. there's other factors here. Sometimes we can so. get way too caught up in the money side of it and miss out on something. Yeah. You know, um, we missed out on a, what we feel is a great house recently because yeah. we, we drug our feet and we're kicking ourselves, you know? Yeah. So if you miss out on a house because you're waiting on an interest rate or, you know, are you going to be kicking yourself later? Man, I wish I'd gotten that one house. Mm -hmm. There's always that one house that sticks in the back of your mind. <laughs> so tough. That you're like kicking yourself. Yeah. Man, that would have been the best house. And maybe it wouldn't have. Maybe it would have sucked when you moved in. But, <laughs> but we had it <laughs> in, in our mind. mind yeah, yeah. It was going to be the best. So sometimes we can overanalyze and overthink these things mm -hmm. um, when in the end it's a home. It's a place to raise your kids. It's right. not. A, it's not just an investment, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so we have to look at, again, the big picture of it all. For sure. Yeah. And rates are still great. I mean, they're, we're still seeing some mid twos for mm. a 30 year term. It's so crazy. Um, I think I locked a couple yesterday at like 2.625, 2.75. That's, that's crazy to me that that's now become the norm. Right. I mean, I'm used to, you know, maybe seeing a low interest rate for a few weeks or a month. And we've stayed in the twos for what seems like forever. Yeah. It's it's weird because as they've kind of started already creeping up a little bit. This last week they started going up. And um, I, I had one, you know, there's lots of things that factor into an interest rate. And, and if you don't have the best credit, you're not going to get the best interest rate. And I had a particular family that had good credit, but it wasn't phenomenal mm -hmm. credit and pulled rates. And their interest rate was 3%. And I remember kind of like my stomach dropped a little bit because I thought, I can't tell this family they're getting a 3% interest rate. <laughs> and then I, then perspective kind of kicks in. And you're like, wait a second. 3% interest rate is still a fantastic it's interest awesome. rate. Yeah. I remember the first house I bought in the village. I got 7.75. And, man, I thought I was the shiznit. That was a great rate back yep. then. And my, you know, dad was like, that's awesome, man. I remember mm -hmm. paying 18% in the 80s, like 7.75 was That's a great so rate. If I told somebody 7.75 today, they'd punch me in the mouth. Uh huh. I mean, we're so used to threes and fours and fives that like seven, yeah. and, seven and three quarters would be offensive yeah. to someone today. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We have to keep it in perspective and, and we have to look and go, man, threes, that's, that's insanity. Yeah. Like, I never thought I'd see that. I, I none of either. us did. No. The thought of a 1.99 is oh, slightly terrifying. That's absolutely insane. I it mean, is. who wouldn't want to jump on that, right? But again, 
can always refinance. Right. If the rate is, if, if, if really you're a rate shopper, yeah. then you're going to refinance anyway. Right? right. So if you got two and a half today and you turn around in six months and see that it's one and three quarters, you're probably looking and considering refinancing. Yeah. It depends on so, your loan amount. Sure it does. How much that's really going to impact you. Sometimes you need more than a point drop right. for it to make sense. Right. But sometimes you only need like a half a point drop if, if you've got a larger loan amount and it's impacting you in a much higher way. Yeah. You're going to recoup. And how long you're staying and, yeah. and everything else. There's, again, big picture. Yep. Got to look at all the factors mm-hmm. and, and not just look at the rate. And I think that it's really easy to get caught up in that. You know, we get caught up in it when we go shopping for cars. We get caught mm-hmm. up in it on credit cards and everything else. And, right. and that's, it's great. It's good to be mindful of those things. But yeah. sometimes you can miss an opportunity. Right. You know, we talk about the, the cost of a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. And um, and there it, won't be much um, of a heads up on when they start to go up. It'll just happen. Yeah. There won't be, you know, warning signs of, hey, rates are going to start going up in the next couple of weeks. You better hurry and get your house on the market and find another one. Right. It doesn't work that way. When it happens, it happens fast. The Fed just says, hey, we're, we're bumping. Yep. And does it. And everything else is mm-hmm. immediately affected. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, so what's your, uh, what's the biggest objection you get when you're talking rates with somebody like the most common, what's the big fear for people? Hmm. Should I lock now or should I wait? Mm. I mean, exactly what we're talking about. Like, yeah. do you think it's going to go, yeah. do yeah. you think it might go down a little bit more? Should we not lock in our rate just yet? Should we hold yeah. off? Um, and they all get the same answer. I mean, I wish I had a crystal ball. I make great money and I'm very successful, but I'd be really, really successful if I could predict those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing that, and just the confusion behind, uh, what drives a rate. Uh A lot of, you know, consumers will jump online. That's, you know, the new trendy thing oh, is yeah. let's jump online. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's find rocket mortgage or Quicken loans or whoever, whatever they're calling themselves this week and see what kind of rates they have. Yeah. Let's, you know, shop this compared to our local banks and local lenders. And, um, it, it creates a lot of confusion because you might go online and find these crazy low interest rates. But if you typically, if you scroll down and read through some of that fine print, those lenders are assuming that you're good with paying one or two discount points. And, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the purchase price of a home that you're looking at, that could be thousands of dollars. Um, and we've seen some where they think they're getting this great rate. And I say, you know, well, why don't you send me your, your loan estimate that that lender gave you? And once we look at, we look at the fine print and we show it to them. They're, we had one the other day, $18,000 in discount smokes. points to get what they thought was this phenomenal rate that was only like a quarter percent lower than what we were quoting them at no points, at no cost to them. So what you're saying is the rate isn't the only thing to pay attention to. Definitely not. Like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. I mean, we do, we get so hyper-focused on the rate, Mm -hmm. the APR, that we can miss all of the other things around it. Because I've seen deals, not not that high, 18,000 is crazy. Yeah. But I saw one just a couple months ago where... A uh, buyer came to the table and was paying eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars in additional, you know, fees to buy down points and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and they had no idea. They literally did yeah, not understand but, yeah. that. All they were focused on was the rate. Yeah. But I got a great rate. Mm-hmm. But how much you are you paying s- to get it? 
you th- literally threw eight thousand dollars mm-hmm. down the toilet yeah to get to save yourself you know a half a point i mean like yeah. it's just it's mind-blowing mm-hmm. but that goes back to a lot of what we saw 10 years ago after the whole mortgage meltdown and stuff no matter mm-hmm. how much the government does to try to make you disclose and you know your waiting periods and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff people just don't understand yeah. what they're looking at and right. what they're signing up for sometimes and that's why it's important that they have somebody great in their corner mm-hmm. who's going to point that out and I will say and I'm not just saying this cuz she's my hot wife but <laughs> you do a really great job of helping people explain under you explain things help them understand what mm-hmm. they're looking at what their options are and then you let them make their decision and yeah. that's super important instead of trying it to is. push somebody into a scenario because we're not all the same you know right. this isn't a cookie cutter thing everybody has different needs and different goals mm-hmm. when they're going into a mortgage. And I'm always amazed at how much time you take to really understand each individual customer's goals yeah. so that you can then show them. Cause a lot, I, I've seen you a lot of times you may have two or three scenarios that you're showing them, but then you get to talking to them a little bit more and you find out something about, about one of their goals and then, Oh wait, that's not the right. Let me, let me show you something else. Yeah this is a better option. You're going to pay a little more up front, but in the long run, it's going to save you or mm-hmm. vice versa, whatever. Right. That is what people need to be looking for. And you're right. not going to get that from some online lender. Yep. That, that online stuff, it, you know, it's super appealing because the ads are popping up in your feed that, Hey, we can get you 2.75% or whatever, you know, in a 30 year, mm-hmm. but you never see the fine print on those ads and you end up with some, you know, some flunky in Timbuktu, mm-hmm. they don't even know the area you're buying a house in, right. much less They're understand. They're a call center, basically. Yeah, and they don't understand your needs, your wants, mm-hmm. your goals. Um, they're just trying to fit you into a product so they get their next paycheck. Yeah. Um, what you need is a consultant. Think of it as a um, like a financial advisor. I mean, you the hire mortgage. a financial yeah. advisor to understand your situation and advise you best on what your goals and, and needs and wants are. It's the same thing mm-hmm. with a mortgage lender. It should be the same. Mm-hmm. I know not all mortgage lenders are that way. Right. But that's what anybody out there listening, that's what you need to be looking for is somebody who truly has your best interest in heart, that, mm-hmm. you, that you're not just a paycheck. Because I can tell you 100% with my wife, it is not <laughs> about a paycheck. She, as long as she gets a pat on the back or an online <laughs> review, I can't tell you how many times I go, hey, babe, what's your commission check look like this week or this month? And she's like, I have no idea, but I got three reviews yesterday and they were awesome. And they said this about me and that about me. So I'm telling you, it is not about the money for my wife because she never knows. And I'm like, I need to know because I'm budgeting bills this week. You know, I but, don't care what money we make. Right. God, God takes so, care of us. Yeah. So for real though, that's what you guys need. You need somebody who is not in it for the paycheck, mm. but actually wants to do an amazing job. And you're just not going to get that very likely on a, from some online lender. Yeah, for sure. So um, one of the other reasons that, you know, I think I would caution people to wait for lower interest rates or, or just to wait in general to make a move right now if it's something that they're considering. Inventory is already low. We talked about that, mm-hmm. you know, a week or two ago. And um, spring is just around the corner. And spring is going to bring even more buyers, um, which is going to make it even, you know, more challenging to compete and to get to get your offers looked at. So right now, well, it's still somewhat winter and you know we haven't hit that big busy spring and summer buying frenzy you know i feel like 
and rates are still crazy low, now is the time. I wouldn't wait. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this always trips in my head when I hear people say now is the time because it's always been kind of a sticking point for me when I see, um, you know, the old Realtor.com ads that, that always said, now is a great time to buy. And then five <laughs> minutes later, you'd see an ad that says, now is a great time to sell. Mm. You know, and it's like, that's just a line that you right. guys use for marketing because rarely is it both. Right. You know, almost never. Um, but right now is like from a seller standpoint, you're going to maximize what you're going to make right. on your house because inventory is so low. But from a buyer standpoint with interest rates, the way that they mm -hmm. are, you're, you're maximizing your side of things. So yeah. it truly is both right now, which is crazy because mm -hmm. in the past, it's always kind of been one or the other, you know, you've seen the pendulum swing. We've, we've had, we go from a buyer's market to a seller's market to a buyer's market. Mm -hmm. And I always hated that that line of now's a great time to buy and sell because it rarely was, but right now it is, it really is right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it really is just a, a crazy, crazy time, crazy market. Perfect storm. Um, yeah. The rates being low, like they are. Um, and the, the property values, I mean, there's no reason for us to believe, obviously we don't have crystal balls either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I right. wish we did. Um, but there's no reason for us to believe that, that the real estate, that the appreciation that we're seeing in real estate in Oklahoma City right now is going to slow at any point in the near future. That's good. So, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing prices per square foot on some of these properties that I never imagined before. Right. I was just talking to um, a one of the developers I work with uh, the other day that, you know, how we remember when $100 a square foot in an Oklahoma City area was like, that was the top. Like, if you were getting $100 a square foot, you were killing it. Yeah. You were doing great. There's properties in Midtown that are getting renovated and selling for $250 a square foot. I mean, it is nuts. That is crazy. Numbers that I never thought we'd see. Right. Around here. Because Oklahoma City's always kind of been the slow, steady, mm -hmm. you know, the safe bet. You know, you can bet on 2 to 3 to 5% appreciation, but that's going to be about it. But to see $250 a square foot on, on some little 2,000 square foot, 100-year-old house blows my mm -hmm. mind. <laughs> crazy yeah yeah well i think that pretty much wraps us up for the week is that it for now i think so all right unless you got more well no that's it for me you're the interest rate expert but thanks for coming back again yes. if we haven't run you off yet we're doing pretty good i guess <laughs> so hope you'll tune in next time talk to you soon see ya bye